Thank you for tuning in to Game Investing Radio. Today, I'd like to share my opinions on the VGA newsletter announcement. And before I get started, I just want to make make it pretty clear that um, my experience has been mostly modern sealed for the last 10 to 15 years. And in terms of graded games, most of my experience is on the WADA side with Heritage, Comic Link, Comic Connect, eBay, etc. I have, uh, you know, bought and sold quite a few graded games, but most of those have been WADA games. So I haven't had a lot of VGA games go through my hands. I'll be shipping one tomorrow to Germany. Um, most of the VGA games I've dealt with have been mostly Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance that I've bought on various sites and usually shipped to international customers. So I think that's probably the first thing to say about VGA in terms of supply and demand, which is generally the topic for this website. I mean, for this channel, if you're new to this channel, what we talk about here is basically supply and demand, things that affect supply and demand in the collectible investment grade market, usually graded games, and almost always we're talking about American releases. Um, mostly Nintendo, but we when we say modern, we're talking about disc. So in terms of VGA, my impression from social media and uh, studying the hobby contributions from various individuals around the hobby that have been doing this much longer than me in terms of the retrograded side, my feeling is that, and these are my opinions today again, is that VGA is, let's say, cherished by long-time retro collectors that have been doing this much longer than WADA. So who is VGA if you're new to the channel? Well, VGA is one of the top-tier grading companies in the collectible video game space. So as of, let's say, September 2021, maybe mid, early to mid-2021, we had about eight grading companies. Um, RGS in uh, Germany, UKG in uh, England, Player One came out of Brazil to America, uh, CGC is going to be online soon, the head grader there just went into the office for the first time last week, and of course we got WADA, we got another company called CAS, Collector Archive Services out of Florida, I think they're primarily toys as well, and VGA basically came from toys or maybe figurines or toys are their bread and butter. And I think that market, from what I understand, also has an international base. So, for example, I've done business with Japan. I've lived and worked in Japan. And I did poking around over in the Japan market. And I did find a lot of collectors over there and even shops. And even a VGA submission center over in Japan that primarily deals in figurines, mostly Star Wars. So that falls under the toys umbrella. And that's really the parent company we're talking about. We're talking about AFA VGA CGA, which made this announcement last week or a few days ago. And that's the one I wanted to talk about. So it's a top tier grading company. I would say in the video game space, we're talking about the longest running video game grading company. 
and uh, probably when CGC comes online, we're going to probably call the top tier grading companies VGA as the oldest, WADA for the highest resale values, and then CGC, we don't know what they're going to do yet, but I'm guessing streamlining, lowering fees, possibly a modern um, expertise in sealed, and then of course your your comic book Marvel DC type of games probably will fit with that community as well. But today we're talking about VGA. So we got a top tier grading company making announcements today or recently actually. Um, today there was a little bit of Facebook. I got a little Facebook reaction here from an employee over there. So um, I've just been waiting to confirm a few things. And um, let's just talk about the general stuff in the newsletter before we talk about the video game stuff. So the big announcement was VHS tapes. And um, that's been uh, pretty hot on social media over the uh, last, uh, let's say, month or two. Maybe even longer if you're uh, you know, a diehard movie guy or girl. We've got on the newsletter at the bottom pictures of Ghostbusters, Star Wars, Mario Brothers, VHS tapes sealed as well as uh, at the bottom, G.I. Joe figurine, Punch-Out! video game, a Luke Skywalker figurine, a Transformers figurine, and maybe, uh, I don't recognize what doll that is. I forgot the franchise. Yeah, I think a friend of mine actually worked on that. Maybe that's Bratz or something. I can't remember. So at the bottom, it says sliding bottom cases. So your custom case, and that's the difference with VGA and WADA. WADA basically has a tube that they uh, put a blister into and then seal top and bottom. And from what I understand from one of the acrylics guys on uh, Instagram, he's broken into all the cases out there in the industry. And it looks like Wada's the only one that he can't put back together without signs of, uh, you know, funny business. So that's one of the uh, advantages Wada's case has is that it's truly tamper proof in terms of switching out, let's say, a higher grade case with a lower grade game and that does happen occasionally in cards people will switch out a, a eight for a 10 or whatever and and it's it's a legitimate case but it's not tied to the actual item inside so it's not really a counterfeit issue it's more of a switch so um that's one thing to mention about VGA cases is because I've handled quite a few of them. And if you squeeze them at the bottom, they're actually open. So airflow can go in there. That can be good or bad, I guess. Um, that's probably good for something like mold. Um, it might be bad for, uh, you know, permanently sealing something forever. Um, I don't know if air can get in and out of a water case, but, uh, I will say that VGA cases have an advantage since they are custom made to do any size. So you can do tiny little figures all the way up to big box PC, all the way up to massive consoles or collector editions. Whatever you really want to send in, they should be able to encapsulate it. So that's another thing that Jeff Masser mentioned in the uh, Facebook video he did on an unboxing recently. He's a longtime expert collector. And he loves VGA because they're custom-made cases that really hug the game really well. So you're able to use a normal bookshelf and you don't need to have a custom shelf like you might with some WADA cases. 
usually we're talking about smaller games, not Sega Saturn or something like a long box, but a lot of the Nintendo boxes can fit in a bookshelf with no problem, whereas the WADA has that extra extension, and then the bottom also has that extra um, cap that really brings the height quite up to where you can have issues, and also it's a lot thicker because of the top and bottom caps. So that's probably the advantage of VGA, and that's why they can get into v VHS grading immediately is because they can build a case for any size item. It doesn't have to be specifically a video game. I'm sure they could probably do DVDs, Blu-rays, VHS, whatever they really want to do, they can probably do. So the announcement started with the VGA, um, VHS tapes to the lineup items eligible. So um, the link basically just shows the Ghostbusters, Star Wars, and Mario's VHS tapes. There's no qualified, so I'm assuming it's um, it's going to be sealed only. It says individual tapes and custom size tiers for box sets. So I guess they will do box sets and special sizes as well. Now, in the AFA loose department announcement, it looks like they're going to open up Battlestar Galactica, Black Hole, Indiana Jones, Superpowers, and WWF for loose grading next month. Um, and this came out early October, so I guess October 1st is the official date, so next month would be November. I don't know when VHS is going to be open. It doesn't actually give a date. The next announcement was that they're processing 20% of the remaining backlog, and um, it looks like, as of right now, probably you're listening to this in mid-October, maybe even later than that, so you can pretty much consider that their physical expansion, so this is key, this means that the company was actually physically expanding, kind of like WADA moving to Los Angeles, and I did get confirmation from an insider source that WADA, WADA's CEO and founder, if you're new to the space, that would be Dennis Kahn, he started the company with uh, Kenneth, who's the head grader, Dennis was the initial CEO and he's the face of the company and uh, an insider source told me that Dennis has signed a lease in Los Angeles or Southern California. So um, that kind of goes along with the rumor I heard on Clubhouse by an insider that said, well, Dennis's office is right down the, you know, right down the hallway from Nat Turner, who is the billionaire running Collectors uh, Universe and PSA. And is going to take Wada to the next level, which goes along with another rumor that I heard Dennis talking about the population report saying that the PSA backend systems in IT is going to dramatically help Wada bring population reports faster and better to market. So these are all unconfirmed whispers on the back end of the hobby by very connected people talking directly to Dennis. I believe a lot of this stuff. But you can't set it in stone as far as a timeline. So what we're going with today is VJ's announcement because this is public and there's a loose timeline. So now that they're done with the physical expansion, which nearly doubles the casing and grading areas, which allows for more employees and more volume, it looks like VGA is hoping to turn around, uh, you know, normal times by the year's end. So now we get to the exciting announcement. Most of this stuff above had to do with, you know, CGA, which is the parent company. AFA is the toy division or brand. And then VGA is the video game authority brand or division. So CGA is actually the company. 
called Collectible Grading Authority. If you want to see this, you can go to cgagrading.com. Um, you can also go to Facebook and look up Marcy Afa, M-A-R-C-I-A-F-A, and um, also Collectible Group. Collectible Grading Authority, Inc. on Facebook as well. That seems to be where they're doing their announcement. You can sign up for their email as well, and they'll send you this email every month. I think they've been doing this. So here's the exciting news. The real exciting news is, quote unquote, we're in the final stages of testing our new website. And the reason this matters is because the website is going to integrate a population report. Initially, our newest new new site will offer more information, an improved online store. That's not real important. That has to do with signing up to be a VIP, which I do recommend if you're going to uh, break even on the 20% discount or the 5 or 10% discount on your submissions. You can just do a quick calculation if the yearly fee is worth it. If you send in enough games, you might as well become a member. I did that because I was sending in several orders and, you know, $400 was less than the 20% savings overall. So that's not really a big one, but the big one to me was that they had announced population reports before, but this time they put population reports, the actual two words, population reports. Initially, our new site will offer dot, 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 population reports in bold. Now, I think this was done intentionally, I don't think they would have bolded this because the last time they announced it, and if you go to the public site, it doesn't have the bolding. But the bolding to me means we are working hard on this issue. And I think that once the Carl Jobes video went viral and everybody outside of the hobby, most people new to the hobby and a lot of people in the hobby, not everybody, a lot of the old guard says, you know, we don't really need population reports. I know the population. That's uh some things I've heard in Clubhouse, but generally I would say the majority of the reaction to the Carl Jobs was we need more transparency, which I agree with. We need more disclosure, which I agree with. And population reports is a perfect way to accomplish both of those things. And I'm really looking forward to this because, um, well, there's a lot of things to talk about, but I'm looking forward to this for personal reasons because I've always been a stats guy and I'm not looking for actual numbers that I'm going to take to the bank. What I'm looking for is a relative standard distribution, which is a bell curve of each release. And when that gets broken down, um, I'm really excited to see the variance. And I think those are the issues with the population reports. So today I want to do a little bit of speculation about issues about the population report before it drops to see how accurate um it can be, and if you can make some last-minute moves. So let's try to think about the future. Let's just take a moment here. What will the population reports look like? I think this is the most important question I've been thinking about for hours and hours and hours and hours. And there's all kinds of ways to answer this. I think, number one, what they're not going to look like is WADAs. Because WADA's population reports are going to break down variants in CIB and CART only. And that is not going to happen in the VGA pop report. You are not going to see CART only. So you're not going to see a population of, let's say, white bullets, Mike Tyson carts, or white bullets, five screw, last production, Mike Tyson carts, 
or let's say uh, some of the other five screw carts like Jaws, or let's say first production Mario with adapter Famicom carts, for example. You're not going to see that type of stuff. Or maybe NWC. You might not see. Maybe you will see NWC. Maybe that's an exception to the rule. Maybe we will see a population of MWC. Maybe some gold. Maybe some gray. I don't know. Maybe we'll see some prototypes. I know they've done cart prototypes. So what I'm saying is generally we're not going to see CIB. We're not going to see manuals. We're not going to see um, box manual and carts. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a lot of carts. Um, And on the flip side, we're going to see qualified. So the two things we're going to see is going to be sealed and qualified. That's the macro breakdown of the population reports. Those are the two types of, I guess you could say, conditions. Um, But on something like an NWC, it never came sealed, so it's not necessarily a condition. Also, with a White Bullets 5-screw Tyson cart, that is a random event that may have occurred a couple dozen times late in the production run, so there's no way to tell what box it even comes out of. So it's really hard to say in video games. Video games are very complicated. They're not linear, and um, that's why population reports are going to help us make things more linear into a spreadsheet that's probably going to confuse a lot of people. But I think for me, I'll be able to see, for example, qualified versus sealed, or let's say investment grade versus mid to lower grade. And I think that's really important as far as ratios go in terms of speculating on what the water report will look like. And even if the numbers aren't accurate, and I think that's another thing we have to make clear, the numbers will not be accurate on the population reports dropped by AFA, VGA, and CGA. Those are not going to include crossovers to other companies from my understanding. I'm going to assume there's a lot of speculation in today's podcast. This can all change. I could end up being wrong on a lot of this, but I'm trying to speculate to try to help you to do last minute moves. If you believe in stuff like cross grading populations are significant, then you want to be very, very careful with the VGA pop report in terms of taking the numbers to the bank. In other words, if there's three of those in VGA 95, you have to ask yourself how many are left in VGA 95. Let's say we're talking about Super Mario Brothers 64 that went off, um, you know, in below 300,000 in VGA. And then, you know, as high as $1.5 million in a WADA case, that's a significant opportunity in game investing if you know how to cross grade and you know the population reports on both of these top tier grading companies. Now, I don't know if it really matters if stuff was crossed into a player one or a UKG, um, but you can bet your bottom dollar that people are probably going to cross stuff to CGC. They might cross WADA cases. They might cross VGA cases. So that brings up the other issue that WADA's population report might also have what I'm calling phantom data in it, or ghost data. We're talking about ghost populations here. We're talking about populations that existed at that moment in time. And there is a serial number on all grading company cases. And if you look at PSA, um, I don't know about CGC and comics, but in cards, 
and actually NGC and PCGS, I have done some coin research. They usually, actually, I do believe NGC will provide pictures often. You can tap into that database publicly and look at when it was graded. Um, you might even be able to look at the population on the same website and verify the actual case itself. So like um, if you are worried about a switch out, you can actually look for a specific scratch or the centering of the label or the exact item itself and verify that online. I think at NGC, which is also a CGC company. So we can expect that true populations, true physical populations are going to ebb and flow with the top tier grading companies. So I think that's what we we can't expect. We can't expect CIB. We can't expect CARTS. We can't expect accurate population numbers. Now, with that said, what I can expect is a nice representation of normalized data. What does that mean? Well, normalized data means that generally in the world, data ends up into a bell curve over time. And that's the best thing that VGA has going for it is a high sample size over time. And I do believe this company started at least 10 years ago. So they're going to have more data than any other video game grading company. So they are going to be number one in terms of population data and sample size. And I think that's really important in statistics because you want to see the distribution. And what does distribution means mean? That really means, you know, where is the bulk of the data? In other words, the big part of the bell curve at the top, where 70%, um, 70 or 80% of the data lands. So let's say, I'm just hypothetically speculating here on a general, maybe an SMB3. We're looking at... Um, most of the data is centered around, let's say, grades uh, 40 through 80 or something like that. And then you've got the two tails where you've got a little bit of data from, let's say, 80 to 100 and a little bit of data from 0 to 40. And that's kind of the exciting part for me is to see where the cutoff is for investment grade. And I think generally in the hobby, and I disagree with this assumption, is that high CIB is 9.0 or higher. And I disagree with that. And that's not going to help from VGA. But when we see different tails, when I say tail, I'm talking about when the bell curve comes down and you see it go from like, you know, 500, 300, 200, and then you get to VGA 90 and you see like 10, and then you see VGA 95, 5. Then you know you're in a different part of the curve than the bulk of the bell curve that tells you you're going from, you know, collecting into investing, investment grade data, and then you're moving into trophy hunting. Now, trophy hunting is basically the right of the curve. That's going to be all the way to the right. That's going to be the finest copy. And I think that's where I don't like the term high CIB because the finest copy of CIB can be an 8.0, a 6.0, a 
a 7.5, especially when you're talking about Atari, if you're talking about NES Black Box, Early Print, First Print, Mike Tyson, Zelda, Mario. If you're talking about the Super Heavies, the Grails, the Holy Grails in the hobby, you cannot say that High Mint Sealed or High CIB is 9.0 or higher. But you can say the top of the curve, the left of the curve, the finest, the top of the pop. There are things we're going to be able to say when the VGA pop report drops and people say, well, the highest grade is here. And then, well, there's, you know, one grade lower. We have this. And I talked about that on the last podcast. What really matters in the population report is this curve shape where these cutoffs are between collect collectible investment grade and trophy and then how many are above me or who's above me am i in the collecting zone the investing zone or the trophy zone and i think that's what we're going to be able to see with this popper drop we're not going to be able to see the other stuff i talked about but we are going to be able to see that we're going to be able to see generally well for this title and print run I'm, I'm going to think to myself and say, well, if I want a trophy, I'm going to have to target this part of the curve. If I want an investment grade, I'm going to have to target maybe from 80 plus up until I'll be good with an 85 plus or maybe a 90 if I can find one. And I'm going to feel good because there's only, let's say, three to five copies above me. And I don't care if two of those got crossed the water cases. It doesn't really matter because I'm not a trophy hunter. I'm going for a solid investment grade portfolio and I'm going to be happy if there's less than, let's say, 100. So it's not really going to matter if some of the stuff crossed if you're looking for 100 or less or something. Um, but if you're a trophy hunter and you're looking for the highest grade in the world, that's where you've got to be careful with the data because you can bet your bottom dollar that a lot of investment grade and trophy hunting quality pieces have gotten crossed. And the rumor there is that there's a dumpster at WADA or at least a large container full of empty VGA cases. And they're sitting there for a future event. Um... I doubt if it could happen, but people have mentioned it in Clubhouse. Um, what if the grading companies get together and talk? Now, I heard another rumor that Matt, the head grader at CGC, does talk to Dennis and Kenneth. I don't I, I don't have any verification of this, but um, they've done the show circuits together. Uh, he's a longtime dealer, store owner. Um, I'm sure he knows a lot about CIB, and CIB really is is the secrets behind print runs versus um, release dates. And I think that's going to matter in the long run. So, you know, I think, I think it's a good thing if, if graders are sharing information. I mean, I'm all for transparency, full disclosure and everything like that. But back to the pop reports for VGA. Um, there was some other issues that I want to talk about. I only have a couple minutes left. And I think, Probably the most important thing to end on is variations, variants, print runs, not release dates, but variations. The general word is variations. For example, 
let's say a Zelda, um, one of the Zelda games, I think, comes in collector's edition and standard edition. And this is a good example of where possibly the first print is not the one that carries the most value. I believe it's a collector's edition. So in this case, you're going to see on a VGA case, you're going to see collector's edition. There's four lines of data on a VGA case. It's kind of like the console and then the type of media and then the game and then a fourth line, which is usually blank. That's going to give you stuff like hang tab, collector's edition, Canadian edition. And we generally call that variation. If you're new to the hobby, um, that's the big difference of video games that I would spend most of your time educating yourself on is variations, variations, variations. The other two are relationships and the other is trading. Once you understand variations and what other people are looking for, then you become an expert trader and you can go get those investment grade holy grails as well as trophy pieces. But for right now, let's just assume that VGA is going to break this down by that label, which means there's only one line item versus WADA, which has several line items. They have line items for all the components. They even have line items for GSIs, which are stuff like maps and posters on the back. They also have comments on the back. So there's all kinds of things WADA can do. It's going to be a much more robust, but I can only assume that VGA is not going to break things down, which means something like on black boxes, we may only see hang tabs, stickers, black seal, white seal. I'm running out of time. I don't have time to break all that stuff down that's a whole nother podcast but you might want to study white seal versus black seal and then study the vga labels in terms of how they break things down collector editions hang tabs canadian editions stuff like that that could be really helpful because um a lot of the stuff got crossed and when you do see line items such as hang tabs or black seal, white seal, you want to ask yourself stuff like, well, what kind of white seals are there? What kind of round seals are there? You know, are stickers going to be considered hang tabs, etc. So I hope this helps you today. You can look up this information online. Marcy Offa just con Sorry for getting cut off there. I just wanted to close out with a shout out to Dan Alig who's about to launch Minus Worlds and does a lot of volunteer work for the hobby. And um, I wanted to mention that uh, we did a follow-up on basically the announcement on October 1st because uh, Marcy Offa, who apparently works at CGA, which is the parent company of VGA, she has... I'm looking at her Facebook right now. She's a member of Sealed Game Heaven. If you're not on Facebook, I would suggest it because that's where all the experts are that have been collecting for years and years and years. If you're new to the channel, the two primary um, social media sites that can help you learn more about the hobby are Facebook, primarily Facebook groups such as the WADA group, the high-end video game group, the retro group, the Sealed Game Heaven group. And then there's Instagram where you're just going to have to kind of follow different people and, and watch your feed and look for people in the hobby that post information. But I'm looking at Marcy Offa's um, post and wall, a little bit about her. She has a picture in front of an R2-D2 life-size. Um, she writes all about the droids. So clearly 
clearly CG, CGA and AFA are really the backbone of this grading company, but VGA is something they've been doing for years and years and years. So they do have more data than everyone, and I do respect that because they are working on the pop report. Um, it says here she has 17 mutual friends to me, so that means that she's connected with at least 17 heavy-hitting hobby people, including Jeff Mazza, who runs video games at Metro Metropolis the leading uh, comic book dealer in the world. She's also connected to Dan Alleg, who asked her on the announcement, which she pasted into, um, she pasted into the wall. I guess this is her just personal wall, which is interesting. Um, let me click on CGA, CGA and see if that was there. Yeah, so they posted it there as well. Um, and if you look at CGA and Marcy's post, basically Dan asks her below the October 1st announcement on the newsletter about the pop report in bold. He asks, thanks, for, quote unquote, shout out to Dan, Dan64 on Instagram, Dan Elleg on uh, Facebook. He asks Marcy, who works at VGA, obviously, quote-unquote, thanks for answering the questions, Marcy Afa. Is the pop report likely to be released before end of the month? And we're talking about October 2021. Today's October 5th, 2021. She responds, Dan, I am not sure yet. That's the bad news, quote-unquote. But I know they are getting close. So. This is really good news because getting close to me means they're working hard on it and the data is probably done. I'm speculating that the issue is basically integration with the new website presentation, a search function, um, and then obviously breaking it down by variance. That's probably the worst thing about doing a population report is breaking apart all that data into line items and then breaking that down by grade, ceiling grade, if you're talking about WADA, plus plus grades, qualified grades, if you're talking about VGA. Um, you almost have to have different spreadsheets for each variations, whereas in comic books, well, actually comic books does that, but in sports cards, it's primarily just a line item for each item. And then it just gets broken down by set. But I think comics are similar where you have multiple different population reports for the same quote unquote title, but each has its own spreadsheet in terms of variation and print run. So that's probably the hard part is that you're actually building a population report for each variation as opposed to each set in cards or each release in other types of collectibles. So I'm really excited that they're getting close. I believe they're working on it. I believe that uh, Carl actually helped the grading companies realize that we do need more disclosure and transparency for new money, new people, people jumping in from other hobbies that may not have grown up collecting cardboard and disc and all these, uh, you know, nuances that we learn about every day and we continue to learn about. So I'm really excited for this. No matter what it looks like, I'm going to start doing analysis based on sold data combined with population reports in terms of ratios and percentages. 
because I believe even though the data might not be accurate in terms of what's still in the case today, I believe it does matter because it's a snapshot of time of the sample we have across 10 years for VGA. And that's really exciting. So was there anything else that we needed to talk about in terms of the VGA population report before we actually see the data? Um, well, I guess the most important thing for you as a listener, whether you're new or you've been investing in games for a while, is how can you use this information to become a master investor? And I think... I think the most important thing to do is to set your own thresholds. And I think it's each, it's each to his, his own or her own in terms of those thresholds between collectability, which is basically collect what you love. It's not about the grade. It's about getting something on your shelf at home that you treasured as a kid, something that you love. Uh, you're not really going to sell it. And that could be anywhere from, you know, for me, I wouldn't even care if I got an Ultima 40, 50, 60, 70. It wouldn't really matter. And then the threshold between that and something that's investment grade, something that you're putting away, you're going to will that to some someone, you're going to uh, sell the collection, you're going to piece it out on an auction site in the future. You have an exit strategy. You're doing that not to lose money which brings up the assumption that you're doing it for profit. It could be non-profit if you're going to give the collection away, but generally I'm assuming that game investing is about a for-profit enterprise. You're doing this as an entity, a trust, a LLC, a business. You're a flipper, reseller, dealer, speculator, investor, and that's kind of the line between collect what you love and invest in what other people are going to want to buy in the future and the future is up to you so that's why that line is going to be different um, that line could have different thresholds based on let's say what you're chasing if you're chasing something like early famicom and you're planning to bring that to market in 10 years when this global hobby has taken off and we have grading companies around the world cross-grading pieces we've opened up the japan market we've opened up the china market possibly the Hong Kong market. We've opened up you know, Eastern Europe. We've opened up Northern Europe. We've opened up all these new marketplaces and we have a global set of data for global regions. The threshold might be very different today for let's say a PAL piece or a Canadian piece or an Asian made in Japan for Japan piece than it is in the future. So you, know, you might be able to push that higher and get much higher grades then you would be able to in the future. I've already seen uh, the, the yellow box Mario come way up and that's all VGA data. That's all VGA data. That's going to be one of the most exciting pieces to look at in the VGA data is Mario's first appearance on console, period. We're talking about before ColecoVision, I think. I got to research that. Don't take me to the bank on that. We're talking about somewhere between 81 Donkey Kong through, let's say, 85 NES black box mat sticker. Right in that zone, I believe we're going to have a shakeout in the timeline in the long run. And that's where you're going to have to change your thresholds. Because if you're chasing, let's say, a ColecoVision sealed retail UPC release of Donkey Kong, 
and you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm I'm waiting for a 9.0, I'm waiting for a 9.4, you know, I'm waiting for an A plus seal. You might wait forever. You might be waiting forever. And then the VGA pop report drops and you see 170, 180, and that's it. You don't see anything. You don't see any data. What do you do? You have to reset your thresholds. You're going to have to draw your lines in a different place than you've been drawing them up until now, even before the WADA pop report drops. And if you're you're someone like Vinny, shout out to Vinny getting ahead of the game in terms of made in Japan for Japan earlier in the timeline titles. Now you're going to have to deal with VGA only data because I don't think WADA is placing those blisters as a priority over stuff like Xbox One, DS, PS3, the stuff that the market, the young market, the new blood, the young blood really wants to get into. I'm seeing a, you know, an Uncharted coming up for the second time tonight at the Heritage Weekly in a WADA case. So that's somebody that was well-connected or had perfect timing to get that graded. They can do them, but the question is, when are they going to do something like a Famicom, a Famicom disk system, um, you know, an early N64 out of Japan, uh, early Zelda, these type of things. Or let's say the Famic, uh, the uh, yeah, it is a Famicom Gold Mail Away for the, uh, the Tyson Gold. It's not a Tyson, it's actually Punch-Out. You know, the weird stuff like that. How many years is it going to be before that comes into a water case? And my question for you is, it might be time to redefine what a trophy is and what investment grade really means. Does that have to be in a WADA case? Can that be in a top-tier grading company like VGA or CGC instead? Could it be a manual only inside a, a CGC slab? Could it be an acrylic case for Famicom, you know, can that be a trophy? Can that be investment grade? I think that's a philosophical question that I can leave you with. And I think that's what you can do with this pop report. Right now, you can speculate on the new thresholds that are going to be established with the VGA pop drop. It might lower a lot of the American trophy thresholds. Whereas before we thought the 95 was the trophy, we may wake up and say, oh my God. There's no White Bullets Tyson in VGA above, you know, whatever. Um, maybe there's only qualified. I don't think there's going to be any sealed. You know, then we talk about Matt Sticker. There's probably no sealed. Is there even a qualified? There might not even be that. So there might be no data. There might not even be a way to define a, a trophy in terms of first print super heavies. So that's probably your homework is to think about in your mind super heavy trophies and work your way down from there. What are the super heavy trophies in 10 years? What are the super heavy trophies in five years? What are the super heavy trophies tonight, next signature? And think to yourself, how can I use the VGA data to get an idea of that threshold on the bell curve between Collect what you love, which is going to be the bulk of the data, 80%, let's say from a 30 to an 80 generally, but on some things it could be from 20 to 50. And then on the right side of the curve, what is that deceleration in data 
as the curve comes down and then goes flat, the flat side is your trophies. And then the hard thing is those two lines between collect what you love, which is the bulk of the data, and then the deceleration, the curve coming down to where it goes flat below 10 copies, let's say. And it varies by variation and print run and edition or whatnot, even region. And those two gray lines between, well, this isn't really a collectible anymore. This is really investment grade right here at this 80 plus range, for example, hypothetically. But for some reason, we've got trophies at 85 plus and higher on this particular thing. So it might be a very narrow slice of data that you're using in game investing to basically ask yourself the two questions. Do I want to invest in an investment grade piece for this variation in title, or do I want to chase a trophy? And it's up to you to decide. You are the master of your portfolio. It's up to you to decide is the line, is my line between investment grade and trophy at 85, 85 plus, 70 on a PC big box, or is it going to be 95? Like most people have been assuming for the last several years. And I heard, I'm going to leave you with the biggest rumor that I've learned from the old guard, Robin Mihara, shout out to you for that term, old guard. And these are the people that have been collecting VGA for a decade or longer. These are the people that have been kindly giving up their VGA pieces to the new trophy hunters that are going to go cross those. But these are, let's say, a subset of the community that I would consider experts, connoisseurs, and true collectors. And it's not necessarily about trophy hunting, but I will leave you with a rumor that I believe is true, and that is back in the day when VGA came online and this group of collectors decided to move beyond the completest um the completest movement where you were trying to collect one of each NES game it didn't matter what the variation was and they decided to move into well I'm going to start collecting quality and what I've heard is that 85 to 90 was really the cutoff and the reason I believe this is that most people are kicking themselves today for having passed on super heavy 85s. And I'm talking about, you know, black boxes, hang tabs, uh, early Zeldas, whatnot, the hard stuff, the stuff that's going to be the backbone of the holy grail hobby in video games, the stuff that's going to go to seven figures, no problem, we don't have any economic issues as we go forward the stuff that has already reached seven figures stuff like hang tab mario or super mario 64 even though it didn't reach it in a vga case i'm just talking about the actual quality there the thing is with this rumor is if you think if, if you just transport yourself back and games are three to five hundred maybe a thousand and you're getting these beautiful cardboard n64 snes nes games you're getting them for a thousand bucks. Maybe you are paying 10, 20 for some of the very rare things, but generally you're spending 500 and up on games. It would make total sense that you would draw that gray line that I'm talking about today that's going to move very shortly here in the market at 90 or above, which means you passed on so many 
85 pluses, 85s, 80s, 75s, etc. on many, 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 many grails that are still out there. They're going to show up in the pop report, but you might not have them in your collection. And that's really proof that it's all about trying, trying something new. You're going to have to try VGA because it might be the first data we see, and it's going to be the most robust data. It's going to be a true bell curve. And a lot of these titles and variations, it's going to be data that I'm going to analyze and break down and find meaning in. Maybe not take it to the bank. There's three copies in a VGA case today. You can't say that, but you can say, well, it looks like the line between trophies and investment grade is around here. It looks like the line between collectability and investment grade is around here. And if you passed up on all those 85 pluses and 85s and 80 pluses, let's say on a Zelda TM or whatever, you may think that you failed. You may think that you made a mistake. You may think that you're never going to be able to get those pieces back again. But maybe not. Maybe the wisdom you gained from making the mistake to pass up, from drawing that line at 90 above for the last 10 years, if you're old guard listening to this, you drew that line at 90 and you passed up all those 80s, 70s maybe on PC, or let's say telegames if you're collecting Atari, which I think will rise in time. Or even going back to, let's say, Fairchild, is there even any sealed copies looking forward to the uh, pioneers, you know, that's going to come in, in, in heritage uh, on the calendar? You can look up at HA.com right now. We're going to we're going to highlight pioneers, all the pioneering games. They might be the bell curve might show us that 40 is the average grade. And that line is actually 50 or above in terms of investment grade. So the wisdom that we're going to walk away with today is that the grade doesn't matter. What matters is the thresholds, the line, and it's a moving threshold because more and more data is coming out every day. It's the line between collect what you love, invest in what other people want in the future, and then trophies that are going to go down as grails forever in this hobby because you can never buy one um, no matter how much money you have, if you're coming to market and you, you know, I want a Honus Wagner, I want a, you know, action comic Superman, or I want a matte sticker sealed Mario. Those are the lines that are going to be moving. They're going to move tremendously when this pop report data comes out and they're going to continue to move into the future. They're probably going to keep moving downwards, not upwards. It means that maybe. With this wisdom, you can go out and speculate on 50s, 60s, 70s that are going to rise tremendously, just like, let's say, you would be giddy to own an 80 um, qualified sticker Mario or an 80 uh, early Tyson or Zelda early. Um, you know, there's a lot of 80s now that are probably easily six figures. So, like I always say, try something new. Try the VGA. Try to draw new lines. Try to understand thresholds and percentages and ratios as opposed to taking the hard data to the bank and saying, well, if there's three or less, I'm going to buy that one. It's not quite like that. It really comes to drawing down these lines for your own portfolio, depending on your exit strategy, when you want to sell, where you want to sell, how you want to sell that piece.
etc. If you can do all those things and you get to the point where you can ebb and flow with the market just like you would with stocks, equities, commodities, bonds, whatever, which changes on a daily basis, and crypto, which is 24 hours a day, then you can become a game investing master. So thank you very much for listening. Um, I'm hoping to continue to drop longer episodes because I just want to let you know that I've been doing a lot of thinking about the market and all the significant events that are coming in the future. Um, whereas if you're old to the channel, I, I, I simply would drop podcasts based on new news such as tonight's Heritage Weekly and get that out and then the next one and get that out. But now I'm trying to take a more philo philosophical approach to things because I realize that everybody has a different collection. Everybody collects differently. Everybody has different thresholds. Everybody has a different definition of what investment grade, a trophy and all that is. So I'm trying to do more thinking and be more strategic and theoretical and philosophical about the content. Um, if it's not working, I'm just saying that because I know I have some very loyal customers now and listeners and clients or whatever you want to call followers, uh, fans. Um, I appreciate all of you. I want to help you all, no matter if you're a reseller, dealer, investor, collector. Um, even if you're quietly reselling and you don't want to tell anyone, I want to help you too. You let me know if this new philosophical, strategic, top-down, um, podcast is working or not um, or if you prefer the fast look at the data today get it you know downloaded onto the podcast and move on type of thing um, you let me know I mean I'm open to whatever the hardcore followers want me to do but I, I want to mention that I think um, making content for both people coming into the hobby which is the most important thing and then the backbone of the hobby, which is the knowledge, needs to be combined. So with that said, um, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, or any other social media sites. Let me know if you have any suggestions and if there's any type of podcasts I can make for you. I'm happy to make custom ones as well. So thank you for listening. Have fun tonight bidding at Heritage. <laughs>